Hello, and welcome to Faculty Feed with me, Dr. Jerry Rabelais, Associate Vice President of Professional and Educational Development at the University of Louisville's Health Sciences Center. With me are my co-hosts, Dr. Stacy Sainer, Director of HSC Professional and Educational Development, and Dr. Laura Weingartner, Director of Research for Health Professions Education. Once a week, we'll come together and use this podcast to bring professional and educational development content to feed your hunger and satisfy your appetite so you can magnify your impact as an educator, clinician, researcher, and academic leader. Well, welcome to Faculty Feed, everyone. Today, we have a wonderful guest. We have Dr. Rudy Clark. She is an assistant professor in the School of Nursing, and she is going to be talking about a program called Art as a lived experience. So welcome, Rudy. Hello. Thank you for having me. Just a little bit about myself. As you said, Stacy, I'm an assistant professor of nursing at the School of Nursing, and I have been a nurse for many, many years <laughs> and um, been in nursing education. I think I started in nursing education about 1994, actually as a clinical instructor. I like to say my life prior to being a nurse um, started years ago. I actually um, was what we would now call a second degree student. Mm -hmm. So I had a degree, and my first degree was actually in psychology. And I worked for several years as a rape crisis counselor. I worked with victims of childhood sexual abuse, incest, and rape. I absolutely loved working with um, that population of people but unfortunately I could not support myself so I started looking how can I still work with people still help people and nursing came up so that's when I decided to go back and get a second degree and I went into nursing always thought I'm gonna be a psych nurse I'm yeah, gonna be a yeah. psych nurse right. um, and I was actually offered a job in my local hospital, where I'm originally from, as you can probably tell by my accent. I'm not, uh, <laughs> not a Louisvillian, um, um, but I am from a, a smaller town here in Kentucky. And uh, I was actually offered a job my, right before I graduated nursing school. It was the primo job. It was gonna be a 7A to 7P working on our acute psychiatric unit okay and I was like oh wow this is my dream job and uh, but as things happen and fate occurs I went in to do my orientation so like oh we had somebody on night shift that wanted that position oh no yeah <laughs> so uh but we had this wonderful position that we can offer you and it's a seven P to 7A weekends only in the coronary care unit. Oh. And I was like, what? Yeah. And uh, I was like, no, I'm a psych nurse because I had been a counselor right. for years. And, but fate, powers that be. So I worked in a coronary care unit. Wow. And it was probably one of the best things that ever happened. Isn't that strange how that happens? It just, serendipity just took me there and I was able to really connect my love for physical nursing with my love for psychological nursing um, so I'm my main job here at UofL is I coordinate the undergraduate psychiatric mental health 
programs here for our undergraduate nursing students. And I love, 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 love psych mental health and everything about it. But I'm because of that time in the coronary care unit, I love, 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 love taking care of people like in the coronary care unit, mm-hmm. like the ICU. But my other real love is emergency room nursing. Rudy, we brought you here to talk about this program that's coming or that you've been working on for a while called Art as a Lived Experience. So we were hoping you could tell us about that. How did it get started? Just the idea of utilizing art within um, healthcare, uh, I think, is is a wonderful thing to do. So please tell us all about it. I can't take real credit for the name actually the lived experience comes from an educator by the name of john dewey mm, yes yep and i know yes. stacy you you probably have heard of john dewey with Absolutely. having your doctorate and education but i started reading some of his work and he came up with this idea of to have a deeper understanding having that experience of what somebody's been through that lived experience, whether it's lived as a teacher or a doctor or whatever, having that understanding. So in nursing and in nursing curriculum, we have to develop critical thinkers. They are often, they, the students are often told, every answer on the exam could be, is the right answer, but you have to pick the best. So we get into what I, like to consider with as very linear thinking very linear thinking when we're doing nursing education but when you are actually working as a nurse out on the floor and you're hit with multiple different problems and you're having to solve them sometimes you have to think outside of that linear or box thought so i like to rather than calling it critical thinking I like to call it creative thinking. So I took some of the work of John Dewey and I started looking at how could I help students think creatively? How could I help them to develop a deeper understanding? And I came up with this program called Art is the Lived Experience. I started utilizing this kind of thought process um, several years ago, and I incorporated it into my psychi- psychiatric mental health nursing course in that students, as part of their didactic, have to pick a mental health concept. It can be a diagnosis, or it can be a technique we use, it could be a defense mechanism, and they have to research it then they have to present it in a creative fashion. Well, that's gotta be a pretty big change. If you have students who are taking multiple choice tests and there's always one right answer, you are narrowing down to what the correct answer is and you're telling them, I'm assuming broadly. Absolutely, I tell them very broadly. And they look at, what do you mean? And it's, as far as weight of the, the grade, it's, it's low stakes. And then, so I get, what do you mean, think broadly, think creatively? (laughs) And then I get from the students, uh, but I'm not artistic. I can't draw. See, 
And and I knew, you know, from the things I had read, I knew I was probably going to get some of that. And so I tell them, you're not graded on our artistic ability because I'm not an artist. I can't draw a stick figure. And sometimes I'll laugh and I'll get up on the board and I'll try to show them how I draw. Mm-hmm. And I said, what I'm wanting you to do is look at things differently. I want a different set of eyes. If you believe in the whole right brain, left brain thing, we could get into the discussion of that. I know some of that's kind of been like shoved away, but I want you to open up a different part of your brain. Inevitably, I get the resistance, I get the uh, and by the end of it, their their eyes are like, oh, I got so much out of this. What? What? And it's twofold. They get the understanding of how to look at something differently, but they also get the therapeutic part of doing something creative, creating something. Because we know that creating art, whatever you want to call it, whether it's getting out of that linear way of thinking, decreases stress and anxiety. So Rudy, I have to ask uh, at this point, they are creating something, not interpreting an existing piece of art. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. That I just is to make sure I understood that. that right. and, and the requirement it is the requirement is it has to be something that you have created. It has to be original. Now I say you you can look at things because we all do. You might look at a picture of, I don't know, Van Gogh when you're going to paint whatever it is you want to paint that gets you your creative spark going. But I don't want a copy of Van Gogh. You know, I want from you. And it can be anything. So it, as anything, like they could do a podcast. Could they, they could absolutely do podcasts. They could a do video. a video. Right. They could do a graph. I had one student one time did a game. Okay. Did a game. Because as we know, you know, some of the students are very techno right you know into computers and stuff i've had students write songs i had one student write a song brought their guitar in and played it oh wonderful yeah and the other thing is that they have to they present but they present in small groups in our clinical groups we usually have 10 to a clinical group because that's the kbn kentucky board of nursing what they set so they present in small groups of usually 10 to 20 20 is the max that I'll have present and they share what they did what concept why they picked that and what they learned so they're making a connection between that that psychiatric disorder that whatever it was that they chose and this creative piece Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. in essence they are doing a lot of reflecting about that concept which if we go back to Dewey and what what year was it it was 1933 33 he said we do not learn from experience we learn from reflecting on experience so that is exactly what your learners are doing. So you mentioned that they were hesitant at first. They were worried about their artistic capabilities. How do they react at the end of the project? I could probably count on two fingers the number of times I've had students say, well, I thought this was ridiculous. <laughs> and then when we're processing it, the, those students would come along and say, it's because I felt like I needed to be doing something 
else. I needed to be studying for this or I need to be studying for that. And so then I have them reflect back on, okay, but when you took the time to focus on this project, how were you feeling? Well, I felt better. I hadn't done anything like this ever in so long. You know, I, I had forgotten that I liked playing my guitar. I forgot that I liked knitting because I've had people bring in, you know, like projects, embroidery and stuff. Um, and I'm like, we know, yeah. we know as healthcare providers that we are exposed to a lot of secondary trauma and that that secondary trauma can lead to burnout because you're surrounded by other people who have secondary trauma. And so I said, here's your opportunity to get away from nursing, the textbooks, and focus on something you might enjoy. I'm glad you brought up the issue of secondary trauma because, and, and the, the resultant burnout because it is real and it causes people to leave work or, or take time off from work and, or not be their full selves when at work and be fully present for their patients. The ability to express yourself in a whole different way than nursing practice, physician practice, dental practice is so important. And, and I think that might be partly why so many physicians, nurses, dentists have those creative outlets and they've nurtured them through their lives. And it provides a respite and assurance that I'm not just the nurse, the dentist, the doctor, I'm somebody else too. And, and so I think that's just great that you sort of resurrect this inside of them in the midst of their nursing school time. That's terrific. To me, I want to think of it as I'm, I'm putting in a little lifesaver maybe, <laughs> literally, uh, for when they get out in practice. Right. Because we can lose our personhood we, when we become that doctor, that nurse. It's like that comes before everything else. And I tell them, get out, meet other people, talk to people who aren't nurses, who aren't doctors, who aren't dentists, you know, because you, you've got to have that break. Right. You're not just, in air quotes, right. anything. You're you, and you got to be you first. How do you see this translating, this, this new awareness that they might have that they have this creative piece inside of them, and, and they may even be using it in, in real time to help? with uh, preventing, uh, preventing burnout? The way I see it manifesting is being able to think creatively when you've got a patient that has a problem and not think, okay, there's just one answer. I can think of times when I was working in the units and middle of the night, we, we ran out of um, Foley bag hangers. Okay, that's a thing, whatever happened. And we're like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We can't just leave this Foley bag dangling around loosey-goosey. And then we're like, oh, did somebody have a coat hanger? And we went and got a wire coat hanger, and we, we got it all unraveled, and we made our own Foley bag hanger. You know, times I think about when you have to distract a patient when you're doing a procedure. You know, like you were talking about with with your grandson and the swab in his throat. You got to be creative. You got to be creative. Yeah, we have child life specialists at Children's Hospital in the emergency room for that sole purpose, 
to distract them during a procedure. It reduces the amount of, uh, uh, not anesthesia, but medicine to relax them in the process. And the, the distraction alone, all of a sudden the IV's in and they didn't know, the spinal tap is done or the sutures are done, whatever had to be, had to be accomplished. I feel like I need this. So this is just great, Rudy. Thank you for, for sharing that. My long range goal has always been at some point, it, I would like to dev create a book, develop a, a book using students projects in this art as a lived experience to teach mental health concepts because if it's amazing when they're sitting in the circle and we're processing their their pieces I'll have a student over here say I've never thought of it like that or I get it now and that I get cold chills still talking about it that's that's it that's when it's happening. They're You're a real teacher, Rudy. You realize that? You <laughs> <laughs> got Stacy here beaming with John Dewey and the educational pieces that are coming out. I mean, this is just fabulous. So what? So, I'm, I'm sorry, I wanna, go ahead. Oh, I, I'm really interested. So you're putting together an art show? Is yeah. that coming up? Yeah, it's. I, I was so, I was so excited. Um, I can't even remember how I got invited, but. Um, I got an email from um, Vida, mm -hmm. who is, I want to, I'll get her title wrong, but um, the Kornhauser Director of Library Science, or whatever, yeah. on Health Sciences, yeah. And, and somehow she had heard of my love of art and students, and, and so um, she invited me to come to this introductory meeting of people who might be interested in putting together um, student artwork and so I said absolutely and uh, Michael who also works here at the library came over and I said I've got to share some of my stuff with you well he came over and we had a wonderful conversation for about an hour and I I, I showed him my students work because I invite students to donate their pieces to me if they want not a requirement for the grade or anything but and then I bring them in and to the next semester and show students this is what other people have created or if we're talking about a certain subject I might bring in a piece and say okay what do you see here what what's this bring to your mind so I brought Michael came over to my office and looked at a lot of the pieces and he's like oh this is fabulous and so we've started developing um, with the School of Nursing School of Medicine School of Dentistry Dentistry public health and we're going to have a all student art exhibit here at the Kornhauser Library. It will be the first ever um, at the University of Louisville and we're planning on it happening in mid-February. Right and so when the date comes out for sure we will have that in our show notes as well as information about it so hang tight. And it's called the Heart of Medicine and the Art part of heart is like capitalized and italicized and mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know and I often think back to the Florence Nightingale quote about nursing is both an art and a science and I, I truly believe that. One of the things that we always do on Faculty Feed is to have our guests challenge um, 
others after they listen to this podcast. So what would you ask our listeners to do within the next week or so after listening to this? I absolutely already have in my mind what that would be. I want you to think back to a time before you were so, so busy, you know, if you're a faculty grading papers or putting in grades or or whatever, think back to a time when you did something fun for no reason that you enjoyed, whether it's fishing or bowling or whatever. So I challenge you to think back to that and then go do it. Do something fun for you. Dr. Rudy Clark, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Next week on Faculty Feed, we talk with Justin Mogg, the University of Louisville's Sustainability Officer. Justin has a fascinating story to tell about the initiatives that have been put in place at the University of Louisville to create a healthy planet and healthier people. If you want to up your game or enhance your skills in the academic setting, this is the place to be. As together, we strive to make the University of Louisville a great place to learn, a great place to work, and a great place to discover and connect. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links and additional resources about today's episode. And feel free to contact us at facfeed at louisville.edu. That's F-A-C-F-E-E-D at louisville.edu. Join us next time for more and come hungry.